And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, we are coming to you from places far away, and we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to try to put a show together here because the Weighing In podcast is back with a lot to talk about. We had Bellator 277. We had Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad with the UFC. All kinds of news and everyone attacking everyone. This is what the world's about. Josh Thompson, how you doing, Bo? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Look, we had uh, some great fights over the weekend. Um and a lot of drama to go along with a lot of other stuff as well. But I mean, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna try to write the ship on this Ooh. show to a lot of people, but I think, you know, specifically to one, just to kind of put the feelers out there and and I think settle some minds and settle some issues. And uh hopefully it, it makes it a, a better place, like we always talk about at the end of the show, is you know, try and make the world a better place. And I Ooh. think that's kind of where we're gonna be at today. I have so many things on my mind. I have so many things on my mind. It's, it's been Nobody a long does. couple days, and we've got a long couple weeks coming up. Yeah, just we've a got, I mean, bit. like, you're in L.A., you left San Jose, you're in L.A., and then you go straight from L.A. to Hawaii because we have two shows there. I'm going to Hawaii, and then from Hawaii, we come home for, like, four or five days, and then we go to Paris and London for Bellator over there. There is a lot going on, and then we don't come home from nope. that trip we got to stay there for the two weeks because it just doesn't make any sense to come yeah, home for two for a day and a half two days so by the time you actually land you're only home for like less than or like probably about 28 hours yeah yeah hard pass not good not no. good at all. all right well hey let's jump right into uh bellator we will talk about the aj and patricio fight first i mean <sighs> i have a lot to say let's go here at that i have a Hold lot on. to say um, AJ is still the talent that we all believe that he is. It's just a matter I really believe is that I, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> John, like, I, 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 I don't know what he was doing. And, and so for everyone like they like to give me a hard time, I'm a homer for Bellator. I'm this out. Listen up to this. I love AJ. I think he's a great fighter. I like, and I just I got a lot of flack for last week and the week before saying that I think he would give Volk a run for his money. And there's I didn't say he would beat him, but I said that I think he would give him a run for his money. That performance that I saw from him, he ain't beating him. And 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 I also and I say the same thing with Patricio. Patricio, he fought a very smart fight. Okay, and I'm I'm a Patricio fan. We've trained together here at my gym. Um, he's a good person, a really good person. I fought his brother. Him and his br- uh, his brother and I are really good friends. Very civil to each other, and uh, always got a lot of love for them and their family. Their kids are always there. Amazing people. He didn't have a great performance either, you know. And so there, there was just so much at stake, John. I That's think, the and thing. they just they it didn't. It was a big show. This is also too. One of the biggest crowds that we've had since COVID's pretty much been lifted. And, you know, I mean, it was it was a pretty much a packed out arena in San Jose. And it was awesome, man. It was a great time. But I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot of pressure, pressure on Patricio to get his title back. And for AJ, was the motivation there after what happened in the first fight? All right. I want to talk about one of the greatest products out there. If you are a smoker, you're a vapor, and you want to stop that nasty habit Fume is the product for you. Josh Thompson, I know that you have friends that have smoked, they have vaped, and they need to get off of that because it's horrible for their health. They need to get on Fume. Fume is nothing more 
than a wood prominent that you will put essential oil cores into and you will use that same hand-to-mouth habit that you have developed over the years with your smoking and vaping. You're still going to get that hand-to-mouth habit, but now it's going to be a healthy habit. You can do it on a plane. You can do it on a train. You can do it in a car with your kids because there is no odor. There is no smoke. There is no vape going all over the place. Josh, talk to me about you and what you know about fume. I didn't expect to like fume as much as I did, but I got to be honest with you. It has different types of flavors and taste that go along with these essential oils. They do no harm to you. It just, like you said, John, it helps you get rid of that hand to mouth habit, whether it's vaping, smoking, even dipping. I would yeah. think it would help get rid of that as well. And it's kind of a cool little setup with the breathe fume. Fume is F U M. So go to www.breathefumefum.com slash Wayne in. Okay. Use our promo code Wayne in. They'll give you a little bit of a discount there at 10%. And it's a pretty cool product for you guys that are trying to get rid of that smoking and vaping habit. It's probably even, like I said, as well as dipping. I mean, John, it's been pretty cool for me. It's actually, I kind of use it around. Everyone knows I've got like a nasal issue going on because the way everyone gives me a hard time in the comment section. But it also has helped me with that, that menthol kind of taste that uh, I use from it helps me with that helps clear out my nasal cavity right before I go to sleep or right before we do the show. Sometimes it works for me when I'm doing the show. I got to probably use it a little bit earlier than, than I normally do. I got to start using it more often throughout the day, but it's been a great product that I've enjoyed using uh, since we've been working with them. They have a plethora of flavors, all kinds of things, lemon bliss, peppermint, black pepper, conquer, all these invigorating types of flavors. Try it, use it, you will love it. Fume is the way to go. Uh, you know, I, I look at it when you sit there and you say, I thought Patricio fought a very smart fight. He yeah. is an intelligent fighter. And he went and he did what he needed to do in the first fight. Is he ended up being put on his back foot and that would that made him uncomfortable. He made a mistake. He got hit. Anyone get hit and he got put away. He came out saying, I'm not going to do that. In fact, I, I'm telling myself, I will not back up. If he comes into me, my first thought, counter and i'm going to try to throw counters off of it i am not backing up and he didn't and he controlled the cage and that's what caused aj some problems aj has been able to get people to move away from him and he's able to use all of that footwork and that distance control to land his shots and things just weren't quite the same in this match as it was in the first and i thought he i think inside he felt like he could always move patricio around he couldn't do that and if you're looking at it and you're going saying, it was a super close fight. Neither guy, I think both guys got a little bit stunned somewhere in the fight. I thought you know, in the third round, AJ got hurt. I kind of forgot about that. That's how he got into the guillotine because he did get hurt. And so Patricio, you know, almost had him in that, you know, situation, had him hurt. You look and you go, it was close. It really comes down. It's like, it's like the other fight. Five round fight comes down to the first round. Because if you go back and you watch it, second round goes to Patricio, third round goes to Patricio, fourth round goes to AJ McKee, and the fifth round definitely goes to AJ. So it all comes down to who wins that first round. And you know, and it's a close first round with not a lot of activity, similar to other fights. So it's a rough one. Are we referencing another fight, are we? <clears throat> um <laughs> Well, I went back and watched that fight, so we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um look. I wasn't impressed with AJ's performance in the fight because I felt like, look, as the fight started going on, he fought he fought well, but he was just trying to land one, one, two, one, one kick, one punch. And you're not going to beat someone like Patricio, especially the second time with something like that. And I felt like it's, Patricio, 
every time he avoided getting hit or every time uh, a comp, one of his combinations landed or AJ McKee's combinations missed, he started building confidence. Those first couple of exchanges, Patricio was hesitant because of what happened in the first fight, I believe. He wasn't sure how much he remembered of how fast he was. How how much power did he have? Is the kick going to come this way? Like There wasn't much to remember from the first fight. And so there was not, not much to take away. And I think Patricio, as the time went on, as the fight went on, and, and I'm saying like within the halfway through the first round in, and then finishing the first round, Patricio started believing like, okay, I can win this fight. Like he started believing that, you know what, my game plan, just stick with it. And, you know, we're going to just start touching him here, touching him there. One of these is going to land. And in the third round, it did. It dropped him, sat him to his butt. And and then, you know, Patricia was able to jump on the neck. Yeah. I just, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, and look, and, I, and I'm not going to, I got a lot of love for for AJ. And I'm, I'm not trying to go too hard on the paint on either one of them. You know, uh, because there was a lot at stake for both of them, just like there was in the last fight. Absolutely. Um, but I really just, I wasn't, I wanted, I, I guess I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more. Of course I you see, did. I wanted you to do. see more. I, you you know, we, I think everyone does. We all yeah. do. Because I know, I think I, I know how good AJ is. And you I know, know how good, I know how good Patricio is. I think you, you know what both guys are capable of. Yeah. And you want to see their very best against each other. It's just that sometimes when you put guys that are really good against each other, they can't perform to that same level because that other guy's really good too, and they don't want to take the chance and make the mistake, as was what happened in the first fight. So it's understandable. You know, it, it was it was still a good fight. It just wasn't one of those barn burners that you go, oh, I gotta, you gotta see this. It wasn't one of those. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't have. I had AJ win in the fight, um, and but like I, I'm gonna go back to another fight. I don't care who wins. I don't. I don't. I don't have a stake in the game on how this goes. I like Patricio a lot. I like AJ a lot. I think they're both extremely talented. I think they're the two of the top featherweights in the world. Um, I want to see more out of AJ because look, if you have this much hype surrounding you, you have this much going for you, all your athletic ability, all your potential, and your talent, everything you have working for you. And for you not to like, it felt like he was comfortable in that fifth round, kind of like skirting through it, going like, I'm going to keep getting these, I'm going to keep pushing them to the fence, getting some takedowns, whatever it is, just touching them one time. You got to be more dominant. And and this goes for every corner and this goes for every fighter. If the round's close, expect that you lost it. Expect that you lost it. That's it. And go out there and try to get that win. You have yeah, to go out. You can't leave it in the judge's hands. It's well, yeah, that's what you know. It's it's one of those things you can look and if you're AJ and you're looking at it and you're upset with you know the judge's decision, the only person you can look at is you. Yeah. And and I, I'm not saying that in any bad way. I'm just saying it. Could you have done more? And you, if you can say yes, I could have done more. And I think in this situation he could have. Then you got to put it, you know, it's not on the coaches. It's not, it, it's on the guy that's, this is why it's a, you know, it's a team game with coaches and teammates and things like that. But it's, it's an individual sport yeah. because you're the only one that's in that cage. You're the one that's putting on that performance when it's remarkable. It's because of you. And when it's, you know, just not, not enough, it's, you know, you, you, you get squeaked out in decision. You got to look and say, Hey, it's on me. Yeah, there's a lot of things that come along with this, though, John. You know, um, the repercussions of not re-signing your your contract. 
Well, it's betting on yourself and understanding that like, you know, Hey, you've got to bet on yourself. You know, I did the same thing. I did the same thing, um, with the Benson fight. Yeah. You know, they were trying to resign me right before that to an extension. And I just said, nah, you know, I'm going to wait for the title shot and then we'll restructure before then. Then I lost to Benson. I didn't anticipate, you know, breaking my hand and breaking my thumb and wrist and all that stuff in the first, in the fight. But this is one of those scenarios where if you're going to bet on yourself, you have to go out there and continue to be as dominant as you've been. You know, for your eighteen fights or nineteen, you know, eighteen fights previous to this yeah. one. And but I never, I never have a problem when a fighter bets on themselves. I think it's the right thing to do. I think it shows, hey, man, I believe in myself, and, and I yeah. love that about you know any fighter that does it. And so, the fact you know, and, and oh, there's reasons, and I can't say the reasons why AJ hasn't signed a contract, but there's reasons, and those yeah. reasons will be resolved. So. It's really, it's not, you know, we all make decisions at times. We all do things. And sometimes those decisions are right. Sometimes they're not. And it takes time for us to get past the bad decision. And so AJ's contract thing will be resolved. Bellator wants him. You know, I think a lot of people are looking at AJ makes statements about going to the UFC. And hey, that's okay. If he wants to go to the UFC, I understand why. But it's similar to the Kayla Harrison thing. Look at Bellator wanted Kayla Harrison, and they were willing to pay her a lot of money. And similar to AJ, the PFL has the ability to match. Mm-hmm. Same as when Michael Chandler wanted to go to the UFC, and they offered him a lot of money. And Bellator had the ability to, to match, and they said, you know what? It's it's time for you to go there. That's go. And I don't think they're going to say, it's time for you to go there, AJ. I think no. they're going to have the ability to match. and. That'll probably happen. They, they have no interest in, in letting him go. They, they no. love him. They, yes. they love him. They've been trying yeah. to get the deal done. They just haven't been able to work out the small, tiny details. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think they've come to pretty close agreements on a lot of things. It's just a couple little details that are sticklers, I think, for some fighters. And it's been, I've had issues like that in the past. And I know a lot of the guys out of AK that have had issues, you know, but it's all eventually gets all worked out, especially if you want to be there. You this know? is part of the fight game. Yeah, this is this is every sport, John. This is the NFL. This is baseball. It's football. It's all of them. There's always some structural issues that go on with the contracts. Um, are we gonna see a? a, Are we gonna see a three? Uh, I'm sure. You know, no, I don't think so. Now, AJ right away said, "You know what? It's over. I'm moving to 155," and I think he is. He's tired of making the 145 pound weight cut. It takes a lot out of him. And I think it's time for him to move on. It's okay. There's other people there in the 145-pound division to challenge Patricio. I think he looks and says, you know what? I can challenge for the lightweight title within a couple fights, maybe even one. And I'm being honest. When you look at it, I thought there was a reason for Patricio to get that rematch. With everything that he's done, you know, as, as long as he had held the title and the things that he had done as the champion, you know, he got beat. But he deserves that immediate rematch. And I say this all the time. There's times people deserve immediate rematches, and there's times they don't. Yeah. And in this situation, I look at it and I go, eh, it's really not, you know, it, it, I don't think because of that fight. I think based on the first one, people want to see, oh, can Patricio do better? Can AJ do it again? Now, based on the performance that they had against each other, I think people are like, eh, I've seen it. It's not, you know. That's not the fight I really and I want to see something else. Yep. Yeah, I know I would have to agree with you. I would think that if I thought if AJ stayed, um, I was expecting him to fight, you know, Adam Borch, but Adam Borch is gonna be next probably against Patricio. 
after Patricio takes a little bit of probably some time off. And be, okay, and be honest. I'm, I'm asking, who would you rather see right now fight Patricio? I think I'd rather see Adam Borch. Really? Yeah, I really do. I'd like to see that fight because it's never happened, and I want to see how Borch's style works against Patricio. Yeah, I mean, see, I would rather well, see Adam Borch versus AJ McKee. Well, no, I'm not, but that's not that's not. Yeah, a fight yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But that was the fight that I was hoping to see. Yeah, and then I was also, I was also, you know, I also would like to see the uh, Patricio and and Aaron Pico. That would be good. <laughs> Both guys are shorter in stature. Got you know, Pico fights at a pace that not many people can keep up with. Right, you know, um, you may see Pico fight some, you know, maybe like a Mads coming up because Mad is, I think, in him are ranked side by side. Borch is probably getting the next title shot. Pico's up there in the number three, number four spot. So I mean, like, it makes sense. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people, I think, are some people are overlooking because Pico was able to beat him was Justin Gonzalez, man. Oh my god, that kid's a stud. He is a stud. That, he's yeah. a stud. He's got great cardio. He's absolutely amazing. I don't want to get too far off track, but exactly. Uh, Patricio is. He's the new champ, got his title back, and AJ is, from what I understand today, said he's going to probably go up to 55. He's done at 145. I don't think that's a good decision as of yet. While you're young, stay where you stay where you can still make the weight, and then you know maybe try to get the you know get a win and then get the title shot again, win the title, and then maybe bounce out. I, I think I would have liked to have seen him doing make another run because there's a storyline there, but maybe not an automatic storyline for them to fight again. But there's a storyline there. Sure, always. So, all right. You got Vadim Nemkov against Corey Anderson, the million-dollar prize sitting there for the light heavyweight World Grand Prix, and it ends in a no contest. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's that's a, that's this is the fight game, man. It's unpredictable. You never know what's gonna happen. Uh, but I'm gonna be very honest. I thought Nemkov had a good first round, but then after that, Corey was taking over that fight. I, th- I I agree with you. I, I thought uh, Nemkov won the first round. I thought Corey Anderson won the second, and he was definitely winning the third. Yep. When the fight ended, what with like six seconds left in the yep. third. Yeah. So I <laughs> let, let me let me ask you about that accidental headbutt. We saw mm-hmm. a lot of things like that going on today in the UFC as well. Yeah. Um, yeah but accident- going on. Yeah. Accidental headbutt. But had does does the fighter have to come out? For the fourth round, for them to go to the scorecards, or yep. does it have to do two and a half minutes of the the round for two no. scorecards? It has to enter the fourth round. One second. Got it. Enter the fourth round. And then, oh man, I mean, obviously it was a freak accident. Corey did not mean to head, but you know, he no, was, he missed. Like said, he was starting. He was starting to run. Away. I felt like he was starting to, to to take over the fight. There was it was going his way. Yeah. So, um. I have another question for you, though, John. Yeah. Was Vadim Nemkov, would you think a lot of what is going on in Russia affected him? Because he didn't look himself. You and I were texting. He's yeah. like, he looked a little flabby. He didn't look. He, look, he looked flat. I, I really, when he, when he walked out, I texted you right away. I said, yeah. Dude, he looks flat. And, I, and you don't know what's going on. There's, you know, it, it's. It's hard to say. We, you know, we know what we hear is going on with yeah. Russia and Ukraine and all the, you know, the travesty of what's going on. Being that he's, you know, a citizen of Russia, you know, and what training he could do, you know, what was going on, I don't know. Coming over here, all the things that he had to do to get over here, a lot he of stuff. Coming earlier than he when he probably wanted to as well. Exactly, and so I mean, 
do I think it had an effect? He, he did not look quite the same. And, and I texted you, dude, he looks flat. You know, that's, it's kind of like the same thing, you know, when, you know, and I wasn't going to put it out over when we were talking. That's why I texted you. But it's like, you know, when Rogan, uh, back when Aldo was going to fight McGregor, you know, he said, mm -hmm. hey, he, he looks flat. You know, I can't remember what he said exactly, but it was the same type of, yeah. you could see a difference in him physically in the way that he was holding himself. And I, and I saw a difference in him. I was like, hmm, a little bit, a little bit flat, but who knows? Yeah, I, I, I wonder just how much, you know, you know, fighters go through a lot, whether it's family stuff, you know, personal issues in terms of, you know, whether they own gyms or they own businesses, you know, sponsors, relationships, girlfriend, boyfriend, kids, whatever it is. Athletes go through a lot. <laughs> yep. but, I mean, this has got to be something like, you know, that – I mean, the Russian athletes across they're they're having to deal with just pressure, criticism, all these things that they're not even part of. Yeah, they're getting criticized when, you know, it's not them, but, yeah. you know, it's, you know, I, someone had said something and I, and I tried to separate, you know, the world of sport and the world yeah. of politics. People don't, though. They, you know, they they just, if you are from a country that they believe is doing something wrong, they want to attack you just the same as they want to attack yeah. the people responsible even though you're not responsible and it's, yeah. that's just the way it is it's very unfortunate i mean it like is. you know uh but a but the thing is we're gonna see a, we're gonna see the rematch yeah so we will crown a champion maybe we'll get some confetti for this one because there wasn't going to be confetti for the winner <clears throat> you know there's one thing i want to i want to say on this because <laughs> there was a person i saw on twitter that said hey they got that wrong meaning california that you know that had been over half of the fight and the unified rules say that over half of the fight plus one second, they can go to a technical decision. And I want to say California State Athletic Commission got that totally right. And this is where, and I don't know how this happened. The person is right. I went to the ABC and I saw exactly what they saw. Someone put in the wrong rule set because there is a rule set, Josh, that's, that designates that one round two round and four round fights in MMA go can go to a judge's decision, technical decision after they've reached the halfway mark plus one second. But based upon certain people and organizations, and I'm going to say it was the UFC, they really did not want that with three and five round fights. So three and five round fights stayed the same. You in a three round fight, you had to enter the third round for you to be able to go to a technical decision, or if it was a championship fight, which this was, a five-round fight, you have to enter the fourth round to go to a technical decision. So what was done by the California State Athletic Commission was absolutely the right thing to do. Okay. Yeah, it's so weird they would have different rule sets for things like that. I know. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's the way it can is. We, can we just say that it's <laughs> all one thing? It's ridiculous. Don't you don't you wish? Yeah, you know? yeah, it would make everyone's life easier. And, and uh, the, but, the problem with this, this is, if you look, you know, and I notified the president. I said, "Hey, man, you guys got this wrong in the rules." And it's just that whoever was the secretary that decided to type and put, you know, put that into the their database or the website, they did it wrong. They just made a mistake because they don't they don't understand it, so they're just doing what they think is right with what they're saying. Got it. 
Well, I mean, like, if they would have used the wrong rule, if they would have went the other way. And Corey Anderson would be a much happier man yes, with a million-dollar check because that the third round would have gone to him. <laughs> two straps so, around his waist. Two straps around his waist. So I'm sorry, Corey. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Aaron Pico looked absolutely amazing. Wow. And uh, Edwards is a tough SOB. Man, he is. Uh, I'm so, I was so impressed. That dude, that dude took so many hard body shots. Ugh. And Josh, you know, and it's it's hard to explain to someone what a body shot feels like when it hits you right. And Aaron Pico hit him with a multitude of big-time body shots. I know that uh, Adley in the back, he said, you know, he said, you know, you know, he goes, I'm sorry that I, you know, I didn't do well, that I bitched out. And, you know, he said it to the referee, Mike Beltran, who went back to see if he was okay. Yeah. Beltran told him, he goes, dude, you were tough as fucking nails. You were awesome. It's crazy. And I want to tell you, you know, Adley, you were tough as nails, dude. You have nothing to feel bad about. Yeah. You fought your ass up. You reminded me so much of, I wanted to say it, and I, I wrote it to Moro, to Moro Ronaldo while we were talking. I said, he looks like Tony Ferguson in there just the way his body was, how tough he was, and just his features and stuff, except for the curly hair. I guess a little bit of the resemblance. He was looking like that. Tony Ferguson. I was like, God damn, he reminds me of Tony. I thought, you know, you couldn't ask a guy to fight harder in the amount of time against a guy like Pico and what he was doing. Come on. I'm, hats off to him. Here, hold on. Hats <laughs> off to him. Just incredible. Yeah, stud. Uh, Pico looked good. He was hitting the transitions, you know, in terms of the punching, the striking, all the way, you know, to the wrestling. He just, it's worked out so fluidly for him in terms of the transitions his coaches have made at Jackson Wink and helping him utilize his great boxing and putting the two things together. I know guys that are still, and I also know female fighters that have good wrestling backgrounds that just never merge their, their stand up with their wrestling. Yeah. And there's some pretty damn good wrestlers they just haven't been able to put it together they can't throw punches and wrestle at the same time they can't they can't mix it so it just flows and it's and it's i know it's easier said than done but it was just one of those things that he needed to do that he needed to learn because he had great boxing he had great wrestling and now with the kicks he's you know he's implementing the kicks and he's got great submission attacks and attempts he's getting good Dude, he is becoming so multifaceted. His kicks now are good. They're hard, and he brings them into the legs, up into the body, up high to the head. He's doing it all. His boxing is very sharp, very crisp. And look at look at where he keeps his hands most of the time. Yeah. He's protecting himself. He's being very smart, cautious, and just precision is the name of the game when he's going after people. It, it, it's impressive, and I don't care... Josh, I don't care who it is. When he wants to take somebody down, they're going down. The dude can freaking wrestle. I mean, he adjusts and chain wrestles so well. He just he starts to flow, and guys just all of a sudden they're one, two, three steps behind. They're on the ground. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, he he possesses power for such a small guy. He's got a lot of power in his hands, and he doesn't look physically strong. But he his technique and his position on his wrestling. He makes it look so effortless to get easy takedowns. He looks pretty damn physically strong. He's got to back that fucking walk. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not. But when you wrestle with him, he's not physically strong. He's just oh, always he's in the right he's in the right position. Fucking good. Yeah. His body placement, his position, and the way he turns the corner, everything, it comes so effortlessly for him. I mean, I know there's years and years of him putting in the hard work. Yeah. Obviously. But, but man. Yeah. 
You know, he's gotten, he's jumped. He's becoming the fighter that the world was expecting him to be when he first came onto the scene. And, yeah, it just uh, took I'm time. happy for him. Just took <clears> time. For, yeah. And he's still got so much time. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's the great thing is like what I what I did like about the couple speeches we've had with him or conversations we had with him over the last week because we did the presser on Monday and then we did the fights and the fighter meetings is he said, you know what? I don't have dates anymore. I don't have dates on when I have to be the champion. Oh, I got to be the youngest champ. No, I don't need to do that stuff. I'll be champion when it's my time. There you go. You know, and uh, and I think that I think that also helped him a lot. Just realize takes the pressure. Throw yeah. it away. Just keep winning, keep knocking them down, keep paying me, keep doing all these things. And, you know, and so um, I'm excited because I think him and Mads Brunel would be a great fight. Yeah, him and Mads, you know. Um, really good fight. You know, and, uh, you know, Patricio and uh, and uh, and uh, Boric could fight next. Yeah. So, I mean, but overall, I mean, I really believe after what I saw out of him, uh, he'll be champion one day for sure. Yeah, not a doubt. Yeah. Not a doubt. Um, go ahead, John. Lynn You're talking about heavyweights, so go ahead, John. You talk about the heavyweights. This is, <laughs> these, these are your people. Come on, you have to. I mean, Lynn Vassell showed so much heart. He got hurt by Tim Johnson, and Tim again showed man his his boxing has gotten way better. His hands, he's actually able to throw good strikes, and he's got power. It was he hurt himself. Yeah, I mean, when he did that, like you know, Lungeon, take bulldozer down. tank jump onto him, he. He he! If you notice, he got a cut. Wow. He did it to himself. He ran his head into Lynn's head. He actually received the worst of it, and the fight just went downhill from that moment because Lynn held onto that leg, got him to to his back, and we have talked about it. I have never seen one person get Linton Vassell as a heavyweight. They can't get him off. The guy has got great base balance. He is super heavy in the hips, and he will put down an ass whipping on you. If he's in the top position, and that's what he did, and he lit, you know, Tim Johnson up, and you got to give it to him. He was hurting that fight, no quit. That's what four four wins in a row as a heavyweight. The dude is he's he's coming. I have no idea how he ever made two hundred five. <laughs> he's fucking huge. He's enormous, John. The best, his the best part is, is, but the guy that's hanging out with him is bigger. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who the hell are you? Like, where'd you come from? Like, I know. How are you not in the NFL or like the Dude. leading star in rugby somewhere? Jeez. That was enormous and super athletic. He was like, looked like just shred. I don't know if he was athletic oh, yeah. or not, but you look, you could definitely tell. It looked like he was. He was just a mountain of a man and just lean and ripped, anyways. He's one of those guys, um, you know, eat light and thrap and crap thunder. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna skip over the uh, the Howland fight. I'm gonna go right into the oh. Tyrell Fortune and Raheem Cleveland. Tyrell looked good. Yep. Didn't have to utilize his wrestling. Hands look good. Knees look good. He's coming together as a fighter. I think he's putting a little bit like how the Pico situation is. He's learning how to mesh everything together. And, that's and what he's you also get. he was on that fast track. He wanted everything yeah. real fast. He's gotten rid of that you know one fight at yeah. a time let me just go out there and perform let me get better that's the yeah. way to look at it i think some of it though as well was a little bit of that he, he trained with bader he kind of knew and then bader was the champ at the time he was, like, he was like oh you know i know how i do with him i could i could do this i could do that but yeah. it's different when the bright lights turn on man everyone has a different tyson says that you know everyone has a game plans so you get punched in the mouth kind of situation yeah. and some nights are not your night you know but uh 
you know, it was his night last night. I mean, so that's oh. all that mattered. So he came out had a great performance. Uh, you know who I'm, who I think is is going to be. He seemed different this time. It was Yakshamuradov. He seemed different this fight. He had a little bit more tenacity, a little bit more intense intensity to him. He actually looked like he was in a lot better shape this time. He trimmed out. He was a little bit, little bit more muscular, but a little bit trimmer as well around the waist. He looked good. He yeah. looked good. Yeah, I was impressed. But he's been working out. You know, he 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 took time out, went to ATT, and oh. uh, he's been working out with Arton Levin, who's a fan was a fantastic kickboxer, mm-hmm. and he's adding to his repertoire with what he's learning with Artem. And he always had good spinning attacks and everything, but he would get himself off balance out at times and out of place. And I thought, you know, he took his time. He uh, he's going against a guy who was much longer had a good reach on him and everything, and just picked his spots. And when he was able to open up, the guy's strong. He's got power. He's got fast hands. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he, he's a good fighter. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. Again, I would repped him when he was over in, uh, in ACB, and uh, he was good there. So he, he yeah. just, coming to a new place, it's not as easy as people think. I don't care where you go. The first time you're in the UFC, it's rough because it's, it's just a different environment and you're not as comfortable even if you've been fighting somewhere else you know if you go to the pfl it's gonna be the same thing you go to bell it's the same thing yeah if you look at the history of the sport when fighters come over they don't normally have great performances their first fight in another organization you know look at the guys that came over from pride we all knew they were they were all animals when they came over they didn't do very well in the ufc and then look when chuck liddell went over to pride he just didn't he didn't do very well over there either he had the win against alistair but he didn't look great in that fight no, he had some difficulties at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, Chuck's one of my closest friends in the sport. Uh, he just had he had some issues with Alistair, the reach, the range, the lengths, the power, all of those things. You know, he was able to pull it out. But you know, it it, it really is. It, it really is when you go to another organization. Like even my first fight in the Bellator, I was like, oh yeah, I've been fighting all around the world. I fought, on, but I was like, I was like, man, I got a little bit of nerves. A little I tight had nerves in a fight in a long time. Yeah, a little tight, man. It's tough. Yeah, my. My return from Strike Force though to the UFC for the Nate fight. No, oh, you nerves. look good. I'll give it to no, you. No, but it, there was no nerves that fight. It almost felt like just like being back. But like you've been there. Been here yeah, you've been there. Yeah. Yep. There, but I felt I, I didn't have nerves for like you know my Pride fight, my my Ryzen fight, my Dream fight, all those fights. I didn't have nerves for the, not Ryzen. I didn't fight in Ryzen. I fought in uh, the other one. <laughs> Fun dream. They all just mesh together. They're all owned by the same people. Yeah, no <laughs> it's kidding. Like, no oh man. Hey, but um, I'm gonna give a little quick shout out to a couple people though on the undercard that, but we probably won't talk too much about them. Was uh, Bobby Seronio the third? Fantastic. He looked. He's a fantastic that fighter, young talent. Good. He's gonna be good. Great little sidestep to the right, straight right down the pipe. And good wrestling. Boom. Hey, he's got good wrestling. He's chaining his submissions together. Very impressive uh, work by that young Bantamweight. He's a young kid. Big, big crowd favorite. Yeah. He's got quite a following. So in the Bay Area, like we, when I think of fighters coming out of the Bay Area, I think of ones that could sell tickets, you know? And so like myself being one, Gil- Gilbert Melendez being one, you know, Nick and Nate obviously being them. Um, you know, you've got certain fighters that just had a way of, you know, and he's one of these kids. He's got he's got quite a following, man. Good for him. Good stuff. Yeah. Gaston Bolanos got it back against uh, Daniel Carey. Okay, one, some, one thing ahead. about that. If you want to watch textbook footwork and how to stop a guy that wants to take you down, watch that fight with Gaston Bolanos because 
his footwork in that fight against Daniel Carey was fantastic. Unbelievable. And his patience. And that's why he got the knockout. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I thought he looked good. The foot, the up kick, you know, was nice. Setting it all up and then going right from there to finish it off. Um, I I got it in. I got went a little hard in the paint against my boy. I, I ran into him after I left the hotel. Had a couple cocktails. Kyle Crutchmere. I, I did. I just said, hey, Why? Kyle. Because he's better than that. I know that he has got better stand-up than that, but he just never sat down on any of his punches, and he didn't commit to him. He kept going to the overhand right. I know he's a better striker than that. And I, I caught up with him, and I said, man, I go, I go, you got you to gotta sit down on your stuff. You got power. You got to throw it. Throw it in twos and threes. Don't just throw the one. Don't keep looking for the, the big overhand right. He could have had a lot more dominant performance had he committed to a couple more strikes, two and three, and then right to the wrestling, vicious ground and pound, all those things. Look, a win's a win. I'm off. A win's a win. And I know in this day and age, maybe he wasn't feeling it, you know, but I want everyone, like everyone, you guys call me the punk for a reason, but I mean, it's because I tell my friends how I feel. I say, hey, whether you want to hear it or not, he's a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. He's got good ground and pound, and, and he's vicious on the ground and pound. He's got he's he's coming along in the submissions department as well. I I just know that he's a better striker than that. I've sparred with him. I've seen him spar against top level guys. He just for some reason seemed like he was off in that department. And maybe it was whatever Lombardo was doing in there, and because you can't you I can't I can sit back here and John, you know this. You can sit from the outside looking in, going, "Oh, how come you don't do this? How can you do that?" But when you're in there. Little tiny things, the way they move their feet, the way that their hands are in a position. You're not seeing the openings, whatever it is. He just kept going to that overhand right, and it was driving me nuts because I'm like, throw the two, throw the three, throw the follow up with it, you know. I was like, ah. But, and that's only because I care for the kid, man. He's he's an outstanding young man. He's an absolute great boy. I'm going to tell you, that's two big wins in a row for him, I thought. I thought his fight against Oliver Enkamp, he looked fantastic. Yeah. And, and I know that Mike Lombardo is a good fighter. He, mm-hmm. Mike Lombardo reminds me of Rich Franklin. He kind of looks yeah. like Rich Franklin. He kind of fights like Rich Franklin. And he's good everywhere, man. He's a tough dude. And I thought Kyle actually fought a really smart and good fight against a guy that's a good fighter. Mm-hmm. I I told him, you know, he talked to me and I said, man, I thought you looked great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, look, we, gotta, we have to give an honorable mention to Luna and Hernandez. There's no way you can't. I am not honorable mentioning that at all. I'm (laughs) telling everyone it's one of the best damn fights you'll ever watch. Freaking Socrates Hernandez versus Luna is unbelievable. Luna is a monster. Yeah. This guy has a gas tank like a diesel truck. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe his output. I couldn't believe how much he took. What Socrates Hernandez took, they beat the living dog shit out of each other <laughs> and kept going. It was oh, unbelievable. I love that fight. I, I can't, I will never ever. Socrates Hernandez fought Bobby Cerrone in his first yep. professional fight. Now he fights Luna in his second. And I said it on the air and I mean it, Josh, that is the best 0-2 fighter in the world. That kid's tough. He reminds the me best of are, The best are just the toughest. Okay, we'll go with the toughest. Okay. <laughs> and he's, I, I, I love the kid. Unbelievable yeah. heart, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I was watching. I can't believe this is happening. 
It should have been one of we should we should have actually put that in on the actual main card as a filler. (laughs) I could just let everyone. I think it's one of those fights we should probably play in inside the stadium to get everyone ready for the for the actual night of fights. Be like, hey, this happened on our last card, or this happened, you know. Josh, you know, look, think about how many fights that you've been at, how many fights you've seen. Same with me. How many of you seen that were better than that? It's very, very few and far between. Thank you. I mean, you. the only reason why I would consider some being better is that because the level of intensity Absolutely. from the level from being top level fighters. Level. Sure. The, the, these two are not, you know, he's 0 and 2. He's, these are not, they're, they're not Joanna Young, Jacek, and Whaley Zhang. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not, they're not that, that no, level but, yet. But I'll tell you what. It was absolutely just as fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a great fight. Incredible fight. I'll give a little honorable mention as well. Le- uh, Laird Anderson, he got a nice win. Uh, his dad fought in the UFC, fought John Lewis. And that so I got to always kind of yeah. comes from a nice lineage. His brother as well is a fighter. And uh, he fought a, his brother, I think, also fought uh, the, the, one of the Bellators uh, in San Jose. I can't remember which yeah. one. And Theo Haig, uh, he's from AKA. So I got to give him some mention also. Good job, but my, good job, Hi. my friend. Quick win. Yeah. Uh, John, let's jump into the UFC, buddy. Let's go, baby. Let's go to the main event because you got to be impressed with what Bilal mm-hmm. Muhammad was able to do. I mean, it, it's not the most exciting form, but if, against Luke, uh, you know, all that movement, he, it was there was purpose behind it. Luke was cutting him off. He would switch back, but, you know, he did land some big shots. And, and a guy. I looked at it and thought he's going to be lucky to get two takedowns against yeah. Luke. If he can get two takedowns, that's good for him. Dude, he took him down at will. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he was four for four at a certain point. I think, yeah, I think it was five for five. Five for five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was five for five for John. What, what was very evident to me right off the bat was that Luke looked slow. This show is brought to you by mybookie.ag. I actually like that intro at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. John and I had a lot of fights over this last weekend. The UFC and Bellator had big time fights that were just fun. A lot of upsets. A lot of things that just were unexpectedly, unexpectedly happened, to be honest. We're going to break into that in a little bit. But look, go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne and they'll give you a little extra spending cash on us. If you guys use that promo code. Also, there's a QR code there to help you speed up the process. If you want to get there a little bit faster, scan that little QR code there, and that'll take you there right to mybookie.ag slash Wayne in. Yeah. He, I don't you know, know I mean, don't get me wrong. He's tight with his technique, and he throws the short so left good. hook. He's so good. But you just talked about Gaston Bolanos' footwork, the stuffing takedowns. Luke didn't have that. Nope. And what I'm, what I'm thinking, like, right, this guy trains with, Gilbert Burns trained with uh, the champ Usman for 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 a while. Y- y- he didn't seem like he had much takedown defense, and I, I've seen him fight. I'm like, I know he does. I know he does. Yeah, but he just didn't look. His legs were closer together. It almost like he didn't he realize the takedown off, was going to come. It was huh? like he was caught off guard every time Bilal actually shot. He was not expecting it, and yeah. it caught him off guard. And Bilal has got that nice. He, he does the step behind with the leg to force you know the. The takedown, the trip, he, got, yeah. he got past it a couple of times, but he just, he was he was not prepared for the timed shots that Muhammad did, and you got to give it to Bilal, man. You know, he was a, he was a dog in that fight because he took some big shots, and he definitely got hurt in that one round. He was hurt, and he was well, able then, to get into the clinch and get himself straight. Smart fighter. 
Well, I mean, Bilal's talked himself right into a fight with Colby Covington. Dude, didn't he, though? Yeah, I, I mean, like- I, I was, I don't know, for some reason I was expecting a little bit more out of Vicente, no different than how I feel about the, the AJ and the Patricio fight. I was expecting a little bit more. He's extremely talented. There's no doubt. I, th- yeah. I still think he's he's still one of my favorite fighters to watch. And this is this goes back to like the same thing, the same way I feel about AJ and Patricio, is that they're still my favorite, some of my favorite favorite fighters to watch. It's difficult because you know you can have an off night. It seemed like Luke just wasn't able the movement of Bilal because you have to give Bilal credit because the movement is what gave him problems. Yep. I want to make sure people are getting credit these days because <laughs> you know everyone's panties getting a little bunch and then. Yeah. You know, um, we got a lot of we got a lot of bunch panties. It's here. all right, a lot of panties, and also we got. <laughs> Anyways, but Bilal, Bilal, I thought, like you know, like he he fought a great fight, a lot of movement, sticking to movement. He landed some clean hard shots as well. He got rocked, I think, in the third. It was with that left hook, and uh, but then Luke was like trying to come after him, but could never find him again. He was touched him a little bit, touched him a little bit, then he was able to grab him and hold him. Uh, it was a very, very, very good game plan by Bilal Muhammad. But then Vicente just needed a little bit more. The speed was the factor because Bilal was getting in super deep on the takedowns. He was landing the shots. He had the faster hands. Luque was tighter. But it just seemed like he wasn't he wasn't able to find the mark because of the movement. And he was yeah. a little bit, he was a step behind. Yeah, everything was just a little bit off. Yeah. Um, that happens in fights. I mean, you know, just, they're one and one now. I, I I assume they're going to end up eventually being across from each other one more time, which is yeah. fine because, you know, it was an interesting fight. It was different than I thought. I thought I wasn't uh, uh, prepared for all the movement that Bilal did. I thought that, but I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was a good game plan. It kept Luke from actually opening up a lot. And it gave Bilal that, those moments when he shot in, he got the takedown. Yeah. That was a difference maker in the fight because it took the momentum. As soon as Luke would start to get a little bit of a roll and start to actually be touching him a little bit, that's when it would come. Yeah. It was great. Good job. Great performance. Big, big win. Good job for him. He deserves oh, it. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Omar Gadziev versus, how do you say his last name? Bahalo. 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 Yeah. Um. All right, well, this this is your world, so let's get into that. <laughs> you want to go into the? We're going right deep into the third round, right? Yeah, right deep into the third round. I mean, like, I don't know how you say his name, but he was dominating the fight. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally he was controlling everything about it. He was looking great. He was. There was not a moment. The the back takes were insane. The figure four was insane. Like he he was the switching of back and forth. Beautiful switching of that figure four back yeah. and forth was great. It was br- it was brilliant. And oh, the yeah. other thing I've I've never seen someone do. Which I'm actually in the now when I when I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try and play around with this a little bit in training, is when fighters start to slide off on the um on the figure four and they don't have that foot hooked. He yep. was grabbing his ankle and pulling it so then his fight the fighter couldn't spin in his yeah, guard. Been through. And I was like, I've never I've never seen that. I've never seen anyone else use that. Like if the the leg's not there, they have the hook in or they have the belt line hook. But then as he was started to lose it, he grabbed his own shin like right, right, right above his ankle, and he just was able to pull himself oh, back up. Right and over. I was like, "Oh, oh, that Pretty was slick. impressive. Pretty slick. very nice. Yeah." And then he locked his figure four, and then uh, and he was oh a god. Ziev was just stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> he was just stuck. Yeah, he was stuck. But you know, let's talk about yeah. Uh, what you want to talk about is that ending sequence. Mm-hmm. 
And then I want to talk about, you know, listening to uh, Cormier and because he, he keeps on saying certain things and it's, Dan, I love you, dude, and I understand what you're trying to say. You know, well, what's the difference? Why is it one way one time and one way another? It's a different referee. There's a different decision to be made, and it was made. And the one thing I will say is this. You know, and Dan should know, because he's been in those situations, if you take a look at the position that they were in, He's over the top, and if you think that you can see a hand on the ground, he's not seeing a hand on the ground or he's not seeing a knee on the ground because he's on his back over the top, and that's why he brings the knee. Why would a guy who is winning the fight, the entire fight, why would he intentionally foul to get disqualified? And this is where people need to stop getting into this whole thing. When it comes to fighting, We've got this thing of, Josh, name me the sport where you can commit a, an offense, a penalty, a foul, and you lose everything. You, you, you don't lose points. You, don't, you lose the game based upon that one foul. Um, I mean, I don't know. There you isn't. Caught, you, you caught me off guard with the question. <laughs> there isn't, though. And, and, and this is the point. When you, when you look at it, and right away... So everyone understands, when Dan Margolotta took one point, that right there is telling you that he's saying it was unintentional, okay? Because the, the, the knee actually cut the opponent, right? So was there damage based upon the knee? Even if it was, didn't rock his head, you could say there's damage. It's, if you're saying it's intentional, it's an automatic, you must, you don't have a choice. You must take at least two. You can take more. So right away when Dan takes the one, it's telling you he's saying it's un unintentional. But when you look at it and say, you know, Dan comes up with the whole thing of, look, everything someone's throwing there, you, you intend to throw. And he's right. The guy intended to throw the knee, but he never intended to foul. That's the difference. And people need to start figuring out that fouls are going to occur. It's how did the foul occur? What was the situation? And what was the intent behind the, the foul? When you have someone that purposely and maliciously intends to foul and hurt their opponent through an act, an act like jumping up and stomping down on them, or an act of taking their head and slamming their head into them. That is the type of foul that you will get disqualified from. When you talk about you know groin strikes or knees to the head of a grounded opponent or downward elbows, those things happen all the time in different situations. Most of the time, most of the time, the fighter's not trying to intentionally foul someone they're intentionally trying to do the act because they think it's legal at that moment. That's what happens. This was the right call. It should go to the judges. Based upon it was in the third round. He took a point. That's why you ended up with the scores the way they were. And the judges gave the fight to the right guy. He deserved to win the fight. Yeah, I look at it this way. Um, it gave him a way out of the fight. <laughs> That's what... That's what I did. You know, he was losing the fight, John. Okay, and again, you know, if you go back and you watch, and this is the first thing every time, you know, when you're when you're a referee, I tell people take a snapshot. I want you to think 
take a look at the first reaction of like, what I can't, Omar Gaziev. Is that how mm-hmm. I say his name? Yeah. Be wrong. Take a look at his reaction. It's not that he goes down. He gets hit, and the first thing he does is he looks up at the referee. What does that tell you? He's waiting to see if he should get his Oscar or not. Is Shabar polishing my Oscar? It's like, I want to see. Did you see that? Well, if you have the ability to look up and say, did you see that? I'm not saying it didn't hit you. I'm not saying it didn't kind of hurt you. But the whole thing of playing it out, he knew he was losing. He knew he was losing the fight. And I think he thought maybe he could get himself, you know, from losing the fight. It just didn't work out for him because it, the right thing was done. It went to a technical decision based upon when it happened. And that was the right way to handle it. That's the way to do it. He took a point. It could have altered the, you know, the score and could have altered the winner, but based upon the performances, it didn't, and the right guy won. Yeah, like the refs and the judges, man, these days just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like when I hear DC, like I, I love DC, but the bottom line is it's not just DC. Fighters don't know these things. No, we think no. we know the rules. We just don't know the rules. Yeah, and I'm not like I'm not I'm not putting DC down at all. No, right? no, not at all. You know, I love I love him. I love his commentary. He cracks me up all the time, but. It's when you're sitting there saying, but, it, you know, he, you, he intended to do it. No. Yes, he intended to throw the knee. Yes, DC's right. Did he intend to foul him? Was there purpose in trying to foul his opponent? No, that was accidental. He yeah. thought it was legal. Yeah. Made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Andre Fialo is a friend of mine, former Boy, teammate I'll, of mine. Fialo looked good. Like, I got to be honest, man. When I heard that he took this fight, I was like, ooh, it's a scary fight. Because I'll tell you why. Baeza hit him with that straight right halfway through the first round, and I was like, ooh. ooh. That's what I was afraid of because if if Baeza stays like that, if he just throws the one and the two right away or, like, the two and the three, yeah, there and he throws it straight, no load up, there's a good chance he could beat Fialo. Yeah. Fialo's got power. He's not the fastest of guys. He's got power. That's he's got good difference. takedown defense. You know, um, and he, you know, but he, he's falling in love with his left hook, so he's got to start opening up that game a little bit more, not just the left hook. But man, that that was some beautiful work in that clinch. Never stopped fighting. And that's what led to the finish. Dude. Nicely done. I mean, that's yeah. a huge win for him, John. It's, huge win. Look, that's dirty boxing. What he did, you can't do in boxing, but you can do in MMA and grab that single collar tie, and he's bringing those uppercuts, bam, bam. It fucking rocked him. You could see, and when he went down, there was a certain point. That's and I thought it was a good stoppage because you could see his head go back, and he was flat, and then he started to come back. But it was a good yep. stoppage, and a great win for Andre. I mean, I feel good for him. I feel bad for Baez. I like Baez as a fighter. I think he's fun to watch. Yeah. Super technical, super clean. Just got caught. He got hit with the shots yeah. that he didn't see coming up. Who did Baeza? He's coming off too. That's his second loss now, right? Did he lose? I think. Can you click on Baeza? I know he had a couple of losses in a row. Didn't he have a win in between? Uh, no. No? No. Williams. That's who I was thinking of. Chaos I knew Williams. he lost to Ponsonibio. I knew he lost to Ponsonibio, but I remember yeah. he got knocked out by Williams. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. Fialo. That's yeah, he's awesome. gonna have a little bit of a run back, man. He's yeah. a good fighter, though, John. He's yeah, he really was, good. He was undefeated when he came in the UFC. Yeah, he's he's a good fighter, though. He is. You know, um, talented guy. Go back to the drawing board, reinvent yourself a little bit, fix some things. But I mean, I can't imagine them letting him go, though. He's no. he's good. He's a good he's fighter. 
Um, next, next, uh, go back to the full card. There you go. Uh, Buena Silva versus, I want to say Wu. Wu. All right. Yeah. Uh, overall, good fight. I think Buena Silva did some good stuff. Both of them. Uh, Wu just wasn't, didn't have the power. The, okay. All. Did Wu remind you of anyone the way with her herky jerky kind of motion and but landing? Keith Jardine. Dude, she did. I was like, man, she's like she's like the dean of me, man. She's Keith like Jardine. Keith Jardine. Yeah. But you know who else reminded me a little bit of like that? Was that? Was uh, uh what was his name? Bernardo, the one that fought uh Crutchmere. He was Lump- kind of a little bit like Lombardo. That. Lombardo, there you go. A little bit of that. Yeah. Bernardo. Bernardo, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man john it's been a long couple days man yes, it has it has been so if you guys are feeling the, I, I don't have the energy i normally have the excitement i normally have man it's been a long couple days um there was a lot that went into it you know with the la press trip and then coming back and then getting right into bellator for the week you know uh but yeah great week great week of fights uh overall though um silva she looked good she got power started slowing down though as the fight was going on Wu yeah. just had the output. It was pushing the pace, but no effect. Punches yeah, that, didn't have any effect. That the was honestly were, the biggest difference in it. Yeah. That was the yeah, biggest she difference. Need, she needs fight. more output. That You just need to sit down on the punches. A little bit of how I said about Kyle Kretschmer. Like, sit down on your punches, bud. You got some power, man. Throw. Yeah. He's got crack. You know? And so with her, I don't know if she has crack or not because I've never sparred with her. But... <laughs> But she, I think, it, you know, there's a lot of punching and moving all at the same time. When your feet are in the air as you're punching, no power. they don't have as much power. Yep. And so, um, you know, I think that's a situation that she's got the remedy. Yeah. Um, Sabatini looked fantastic. A little bit of a slow start in that first round. But, I mean, I had him still winning the first round. But he just a little bit of a slow start. But then in that second round, he just took over. Oh, yeah. Just started dominating the fight. Laramie was a, he's a tough, he's a tough son of a gun as well. Dude, you know what, TJ Laramie? I thought he fought really well. Yeah. I, I looked at that fight and I, I was, I was, I'm looking at it. And, you know, we talked about a fight we were looking forward to because I like Pat Sabatini, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just don't see where he's better than Sabatini anywhere. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be a rough fight for him, a tough one for him to win. But I'll tell you what, man, he made it a dog fight. Yeah. He came to fight, and when he got hit with the freaking teep up the middle and it hurt him to the body, I was like, Yeah. Man, he hung in there. Tough dude. I thought. Why not like guillotine? Oh fuck! There was a couple things, man. And I was like, man, that that's a kid you want to watch fight again because he's coming to fight and he is giving everything that he has. I thought Sabatini, you know, obviously easily won the fight, but he had to fight, man. He knew he was in a fight because Laramie was not giving him anything. Let me ask you this: This was a featherweight. Is Sabatini really big for the weight, or is Laramie just small for the weight? I don't know. You know, I, I never, I never considered uh, Sabatini like really big. He, he reminds me of a way of Sean Brady. He's kind of squatty, but you know, muscular. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's ripped, man. Yeah, you know, he's ripped, and he's yeah, in yeah, shape, I saw man. His, I was like, oh, he is in shit. shape. The guy has got yeah. a gas tank. He is just like Sean Brady. Though, whatever they're doing there in Philly, the water and the way that they're, you know doing their workouts keep doing it because man th- those guys have got a gas tank they are just- why well, i always give sean brady a hard time because after his last fight he looked tired so yeah uh, sabatini well, sabatini you hey sean brady go do sabatini's go cardio sabatini's no. workout. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. you know i'm poking funny you buddy yeah. oh geez man sean brady as sabatini looked good wrestling's on point <sighs> work, putting in the hardcore work everywhere 
I think Laramie, he she's five six. He did have some good stuff in the first round. You know, he was able to get to the top position, was threatening some stuff. I mean, he looked good. I yeah. just I, I wonder if you're saying that Pat Sabatini's not a big guy for one forty five, and then I think Laramie needs to probably go down to thirty. You think Laramie can make one thirty five? I don't know. Pretty, pretty I, I, I've never five six though. It's pretty damn muscular. Yeah, muscular muscular means that you can actually just cut a mill out. Fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are the fights on here you want to talk about? I mean, I, I know I want to talk about Devin Clark and William Knight. But... Dude, Devin Clark, man, he looked good. Yeah. He, for a second there, he was looked like he was in trouble, and when 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 William Knight was grabbing his neck and picking him up. And you go, yeah. oh, that's not comfortable. <laughs> You're going to feel that later on. But uh, Devin Clark, really, you know, good wrestler and has always been a good wrestler. And, you know, had a really nice takedown when he turned the corner on William Knight the one time. But he's getting better in his stand-up. His stand-up looked way better. Yeah. I've always been leery of watching him in the stand-up. It's like, you know, he's, he's concerned with it. And he's always looking to get the takedown. He actually looked comfortable in the stand-up he looked he's improved he looked good with it you know and he's taken on a monster as far as strength and you know size there so i was like I holy shit. really good oh man both of these both these guys have tree trunk legs i was oh, never yeah. blessed he, with great legs you know Devin so, clark has got big ass legs man he's yeah. got a lot of strength in those but i've always had chicken legs so i i envy those people <laughs> It's really upsetting to me. I mean, I spent a lot of time running, I think, and that's kind of what kept my my calves are small. I've got like a bigger ass area, you know? I don't know if that's the Mexican in me, but. No, it's just you're all ass. I, I am. I, I know John would be taking out my ass sometimes, huh? Yeah, sometimes. I'm all ass, man. I got a big <laughs> ass. Um, I thought Devin Clark looked great, man. And he William Knight, he, he took the fight apparently on short notice. I thought yeah. he looked his, I thought he looked good as well, but you could tell in that third round he was slowing down. But 251, come on. How let's be honest. Is he is he used to training at that heavy of a weight? It's ridiculous. You know, if you're if you're training, you know, because he fights at 205, and if you're training at 230, you just added 21 pounds onto what you're normally training at, we'll say. That's that's a hard thing to that's do. Crazy. It's a hard thing yeah. to do. Too much, too much. Yep. Hey, um, you guys, I want to skip over the Lazez fight. It was a good fight. Speed, power, everything looked great. Uh, but uh, was it was Anjay on? How do you say his name? Uh, Anjay, Anjay. I think it's on. Anyways, Lusa. What? I don't want to get into it because there, uh, there was there was a lot of buzz about he thanks somebody that right now is being inspect and being investigated by the U.S. government. Um, some guy named Daniel. Can 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 all whatever it is, Dave? Can you look it up? You don't want to get uh, into it, but, but you want he, to get he's into like it. A, he's like an Irish mob. He's like yeah, an Irish mob. I know mob exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Anyways, but yeah, there's a five million dollar reward for our, yeah. for him and his brother and his dad. I think. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't we don't we don't we let the journalist do that part of it. Let, let all that figure it out. But I don't know how they're all connected. I don't know how they're all connected. But I saw the presser afterwards, and they just said that they're friends. He's like, hey, I thank them because we're friends. Journalists you know, get and, uh, hurt feelings. Why? Nah, people are getting yeah, yeah. Not just journal. It seems like fighters get hurt feelings too. Yeah, well, I don't understand. Yeah. All right. Um, what is the next one? Uh, Draka Close looked really good. Drakar Close looked really Dracar, good. There you go. Yeah. Drakar Close looked really good. Um, good hands, good work. You know, he's he was very. He's getting. He's becoming very well rounded. Um, but Jenkins looked kind of stiff. 
Yeah. This is the first time I've seen Jenkins fight. At least that I can recall. Very stiff. Looks like he's got power in his hands. Doesn't move his head offline at all. No. Kept himself straight up and down. Yeah. Um, tough as tough as nails though too. But took a big shot. Done. But I mean, close is close is really good. He's tough. He's coming into his own. He's got power. Yeah. He's got you know, power. and so good fight. Thought it was a good fight. I think that that, that fight got him back on the win track is what I believe, right? And I, I think the because you know Jakar used to fight at the MMA lab, then he left, and I think he's back there mm-hmm. now, and that's a good thing. Yeah, he is because. Uh, uh, John, John Crouch was in his corner. Yeah. yeah it was That's a good corner. thing for him. It really is. Yeah. And then Ronson versus Garcia. Dude. Rafa Garcia, man, he looked good. He looked really good. He was on the feet. He looked good. Ronson was, you know, had been gone for a while, and he's a good fighter. But Rafa Garcia, man, he, he was all over him throughout that. I know he had the one where they, you know, took the point from him. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, it did it kind of lit a fire under his ass and he went yeah. after him and finished him and it was like I was super impressed. That's the second time I've watched Rafa, and he's he's a good fighter. That dude's tough. Okay, scratch what I said about uh, Brandon Jenkins. I got him mixed up with Jesse Ronson. That's what <laughs> I got him mixed up. I was like I was like wait a second. That's not who. That's not who. No, Ronson is the one that's real stiff. He I was watching him trying to walk Garcia down, trying to hit him. He's very stiff, but. You could tell he had power. And Garcia was just stick and move, stick and move. He almost fought a very similar fight to how uh Bilal did. Yeah. You know, and but he, you know, he was landing the clean shots. And uh what Cub Sauson was saying that that Garcia's got, you know, he's extremely strong, one of the strongest guys he trained with. And um just a talented young man. And like I I watched his I think it was his first fight in the UFC. Who did he fight? Who did uh Garcia fight, Dave? His first fight in. It was Nasra hot pressed. Oh, that's right, that's right. And I think he took that fight like on on short notice as well. Good stuff though. I mean, like, yeah, I watched that first fight. That was the first fight I saw of him fighting. Yeah, in the UFC. Tough. Um, Barnett versus who do you say Boudet? Yeah, Boudet. I always want to say Boudet, like like the Boudet, Boudet. Um, big guy. Who? He's enormous, really man. When I looked at when I looked at Chris Barnett and I said I that, like I was like, Chris "Man, you're you're thick, you're thick." I really, I love him. He's yeah, so he's, fun. He just, I mean, he's got he, he's at such a disadvantage in the yeah. weight class based upon his reach. You know, he's got great, you know, spinning attacks and things like that. Now he's fun to watch, but you got to look and go, man. He's a, he's giving away so much as far as length and the ability to get into guys. He's he's got to take chances and. Yeah. He just he just got bullied in this mm-hmm. fight. He got bullied. Yeah, I agree. He did get bullied, yeah. which is I mean, like just pushed around and just hung on and pushed to the fence and all these things. Yeah, he got bullied. I mean, yeah. and those knees to the body. You know, he oh. said he, he said he you know I broke a rib, and if he broke a rib and you know what that's like to fight with a broken fucking rib, yep, that yep. is not fun. You know, and he tried and so. You know the fight ending, and you know, I was okay with that. It was, uh, yeah. You know, I I don't want to see because look, I, we have had guys who have been fighting with broken ribs, and the rib punctures their lung. It just happened recently, so that was the elbow to the back of the head, though. Yeah, but he had the bro- yeah. but he had the broken rib. Yeah, and that rib, you know, can puncture a lung and stuff. But 
Um, I thought, I thought, you know, the, the elbow to the back of the head. Okay. Um, I, I did think that Dan was going to take a point for it. He didn't, mm-hmm. but you know, the fight wasn't that close though, John. No. So, I mean, like in both, in both of these situations, the, the both man. these situations we saw, it was a good way for those fighters to get out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of what I was looking at. Well, Craig, like, I, don't, I don't think Chris was getting given up. I think, you know, no, he was definitely hurt. Yeah. I don't think he was hurt from the elbow. I think he was hurt, you know, from the body shots yeah. that were legal. So, you know, he's a hurt fighter there. And so it's good for him not to go back out. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing about Jordan Levitt. My man, stop with the twerking dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, DC's like, no, I can't even see it. I don't even want to watch it. I, I was like, what oh, are you talking? Man. They replayed it, man. Oh, they replayed it just for it. him. Just DC for him, commentated though. it. It's awesome. Oh man, just insane, insane. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, my he's man? What are you doing, good fighter, though, man? Uh, he's tough though. He, he gets tough. Yeah, yeah, he can fight. Yeah. He's tough. He he he. Um, I I don't I don't know if it was a split decision. Did you give it a split decision? No. So I didn't give it either. I thought Jordan Levitt won convincingly. Um, but then again, like John, we say this all the time. Like I don't have any skin in the game on who wins these fights, no. and I, I I don't care who wins. You know, I want to see good fights. Not that's I think that's what majority of people should care about is just seeing good fights, and then lastly, when the fight's close like this, and I said this about um with the AJ thing is that when the, the fights are close, you can't be mad, whichever direction it goes. Nope. If the, if you lost by one round because oh, I thought I won that round. No, like it was close. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's why when I look back, when I look back at a lot of my fights, you know, I look at the Bobby green fight. That one bugs me to this day still, but I'm like, there's nothing you could do. It was a close fight. I should have won the fight. You should have done more. That's what you should have done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, there's it's just like, fights out there that you're like, damn, I could have done more. That's the whole thing. Yeah. That's why I always, when, you know, when a fighter is like in a close fight like that, and then at the end of it, he's doing backflips and stuff. And, yeah. you know, and I'm like, dude, if you had that much energy, why didn't you put it into the damn fight? Yeah. You know, you're going to be upset if you lose this thing and you're doing backflips. So, yep. But I agree. Ah, uh, all right. Well, hey, that's gonna wrap up our uh, fight talk with our recaps on these on these uh, UFC fights and the Bellator fights that happened Friday and Saturday evening. And uh, there were some good fights, you know, outside of all the the headbutts, the clash of heads, the elbow behind the head, the just re- really just weird stuff. I mean, knees to the, the head of a grounded fighter. Yeah, knees to the head of the ground like everything was just really weird. Yeah. But overall, though, there was a couple good fights that snuck in on both cards. Yeah. You know, if you guys haven't had a chance to watch the prelim fight that John was talking about with uh, Hernandez, Socrates Hernandez, Hernandez Luna. and Luna, Whew. you guys, we, we recommend you go watch that. It's, it should be on Bellator's YouTube channel. Check that out. Uh, it should be available there. That was a it was a great, great fight. Great, great fight. And then check out uh, the other two young kids that, that had great performances, Laird, Laird Anderson and uh, Bobby, Bobby Cerrone. Those are uh, two young studs as well. Keep an eye on them for upcoming fights. I mean, for upcoming fights. Yeah, they're, they're talented. They're good. Yeah. Hey, let's get into a little bit of news. All right. Uh, there's only one yep. thing I really want to touch on, um, and I think uh, the rest of the stuff we can discuss in the midweek show. Um, so the whole Aljo thing, John, right? Uh, obviously, that's been that's been sweeping the headlines a little bit. Uh, he's mad that um, he's mad at your opinion for some reason. I mean, it must be to do with the fact that you made the rules, and so he's mad that the rules. No, go I didn't him. ask him. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and so he came out and basically he called you a big stupid John McCarthy. Doesn't know the rules. Um, doesn't know how you were so the, how you're the gold standard. Um, and then uh, I noticed that you responded to him on Twitter. You let him know that you know he performed well, but that you know. Did I not say that during that, the podcast? That room one couldn't be scored from. And then Josh made some good points as well on weighing and rejection, which you guys can watch by clicking the link below in the description. Uh, where you know Dana also did say that Aljo didn't win the fight, and he had no beef with that. So, um, lot going on. John, where do you stand now with this? Josh, what thoughts do you have? Um, and then we'll, we'll have a discussion there and then we'll wrap this thing up. All right, everyone. I know that you are using your computer just like I'm using mine. But the one thing that I know while I'm using mine with IP Vanish, that my privacy is secure. If you go online, you are out there for everyone to steal your identity, steal what you are doing on the computer, steal your work, all of it. You need to have IP vanish to protect you from all of those idiots out there that want to take what you work so hard for. Yeah, if you go to ipvanish.com slash Wayne in, use our promo code Wayne in, okay, and they're going to give you almost like a 70% off because IP Vanish is offering you an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like you getting nine free months. John, 70% off. For, your year, for their yearly plan, and you're secure. You can use this on all your other devices as well. So like if you've got a fire stick in your car, like I have in my Denali, which is not working right now, but if I have, <laughs> you can use it for your fire sticks, your Apple TVs, you can use it for all of your iPads, cell phones, computers, everything can be secure in your house. Just go to ipvanish.com slash Wayne in, use that promo code Wayne in, and claim your 70% savings. That's what you guys got to do. Go to ibfanish.com slash Wayne in. Well, you know, I wasn't even going to talk about it because look, this is, I'm being honest when I say this. Aljo cannot like me. I don't care. You know, you can like me. Okay. I, if you're thinking that, you know, I have anything against him, I don't. I think he's a great fighter. I really do. Yeah. I think that, you know, the, the dude is talented. And he's fun to watch. And if he gets on your back, he's a bitch. I'll be honest. I went back and watched the first round. And I will say this. I say it all the time. Don't sit there and talk to your friends and watch a fight and think that you judged it correctly. Because I was talking to my friends. And when I went back and watched it as a judge, it's razor close. It, it can go either way, and I can understand where someone looks at Aljamain and gives him the round, and I can look at where you can say that, yes, Jan won the round. It really comes down to what you give credit for, and this is the difference. In it, Aljamain basically lands mostly kicks, good kicks. He lands some good kicks in it, and he, you know, a lot of movement, but it's not movement. It, it's purposeful movement. You know, Jan is trying to chase him down, and Sterling has more output. Here's the here's the difference that I see, and you know if you, why someone could go with Jan compared to Sterling is every time you see Jan actually hit Sterling, he goes backwards. He, he boom, you can see him move, and every time that Sterling hits Jan, he's still coming forward. He doesn't doesn't back off, doesn't have any effect on him really, and that's really what you're looking for is power. But I can absolutely see why Sal D'Amato, and I don't know who the other one was, went with Aljo. 
Chris Lee went with Jan. I, I don't know the name of the other judge, but it was razor close. And so my comment of there's no way you can tell me would be wrong. And I going to take a note from this. I'm not going to watch the fights with friends <laughs> anymore because I need to watch it. If I'm going to actually say who I thought won the fight and be honest with it, I can't do that. So I learned a lesson from that. And I'll admit my statement is wrong. It could have gone either way. It's very close. And like 50%, I think about, you know, people think that Sterling won that round and we'll say 50% think that Jan, because it is that, it is that damn close. And like I said, you know, the, the, my whole thing with this, I thought Sterling, even with that round, when I looked at it the one way, I thought he won the fight. I thought he fought better. I thought he fought a better fight than Jan. And, and if you took the fight as a whole, I thought Sterling won. I thought Jan was coming on in the end and Sterling was starting to fade. But, you know, the, dif the difference between what he did in that fight, but in the first round of that fight, compared to the first round of their first fight, just showed a maturity in him looking at the fight, understanding where he made mistakes, making adjustments, and those adjustments got him the win. So hats off to him. Great win. Um, I can answer why when you said when he says, I don't understand why people think why is why is jump big John McCarthy the gold standard? Well, let me just the reason why I'm gonna say this is because when someone helps write the rules, and not just the rules, but the scoring criteria for this sport and the the years of doing it to help it evolve as it's gone on. That's why. That's why I'll so there's it's not like that's why he's considered the gold standard in this area. There's I've I've been I've sat with you too many times, countless times, where every event the refs all walk up to you and say, Hey, did I score this right? Or did I do this? Or what would you think? Where did I go? The judges will come up and say, Hey, what did I what would you have given this much credit for this? That's why. So there, this is always there's always adjustments being made, you guys, on how to score certain stuff. And John is one of the guys that's helped helping to kind of lead the way and help the help these other judges and refs understand what they're seeing, you know, in terms of the damage versus just the jab landing versus the straight right handing landing. Which ones have more power? And like you said, look, I could give two shits who won the fight. I thought Jan won the fight. I base it off of the first round. Okay, um, but you could have also very well said that Aljo got a 10-8 round when he had the back the whole time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? There was never really a severe threat of submission there, but he had the back the whole round. So I could see that as well. But for someone for someone like him, someone like a, a top-level fighter, he's he's the champ. And there's you can't no one can take it away from you. No matter what I say, no matter what John says, no matter what anybody else says, I don't give a crap who says it. Dude, you're the champ. So I just simply said, look, the round, and I agree with John, the round was so close that I gave it to Jan. But I'm not mad. And I even said that when we did the original show. I'm not mad who won. No, I said it when, when the all. fights were this close, I'm not mad who won. I thought AJ beat Patricio. But the rounds were so close, I can't be mad at it. And I have no skin in the game. I'm there to call the fight when because I, I work for Bellator. And I'm there to give my my analysis on it and what I think and, you know, and how I think the fight went and this and that. And I'm doing the same thing here on this podcast. I was just a talented fight. I thought he fought way better this fight. He's a very talented young man. I'm very happy for him. I think he, you know, I, I'm, I, it's, it's kind of nice. I actually kind of like the fact that he was able to silence some critics over the <laughs> fact that 
a lot of people, including myself, like I saw a little bit of it going on tonight, you know, um, with some of the, the elbows, a little bit of acting, you know, in that first fight, whatever. But guess what? You shut me up. You proved me wrong. You know, in this fight, you came out and you fought an outstanding fight. Because I still gave it to Jan, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything that I took from the first fight. I literally thought that Jan won the first round, but I also just said I could have given you a 10-8 round. I think it was for the second round you had the back the whole time. So regardless, you're the champ. My man, I tip my hat to you. Congratulate you. All of those things. I hope to see you guys do it again. You know, yeah. the trilogy fights are the best. He'll make his adjustments. You'll make some more adjustments and some tweaks. And you'll go on. We're going to probably see part three will be a better fight than one and two. So I'm pumped for that. All those things aside, but hey, go to WayneInPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch there. we got yeah. Hindsight's 50-50, one of the Josh-isms. And the And Still, the Wayne In Podcast And Still shirt is up. Hashtag And Still. And, uh, you know, we got our Street Fighter, Beast Mode. We've got our Wayne In, uh, original Wayne In retro look. Uh, logo. And then we've got obviously um, hoodies, long sleeve sweatshirts. Correct. Whatever, man. They're not sweaters. Just, not sweaters. All right. Hoodies, long sleeve sweaters, and long sleeve shirts available in all different colors and sizes. So check it all out. Check it out. WayneInPodcast.com and uh, pick up some merch, man. Take a picture of yourself uh, sporting it. Text us, tweet us, IG us, tag us, all those things. And we'll, we'd love to repost it. Thank you so much for supporting us. And uh, John, take us away, bud. Hey, for everybody out there and watching, thank you for everybody coming up to me and Josh and talking to us about the podcast. We love it. Continue to do so. Thank you for listening, and we will see you.